Welcome to The Politics Guys, a place for bipartisan, rational, and civil debate on American politics and policy. I'm Trey Orndorff, a political scientist at Oklahoma Christian University, and I am joined by the professor of law at Chase Law School, Ken Katkin. Ken, welcome to the Midweek Show. Hey, it's great to be back, Trey. Well, you know, for a while, we kind of just got to take the show over. And so we were getting through the Constitution pretty rapidly there for a few weeks. Uh, And then for some reason, you know, Jay and Mike wanted to come back and they wanted to to take take things over. And so, you know, here we are. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) We'll have to deal with that. Uh, but it, it is nice because we're going to get to start on. So what we've been doing, again, if you haven't listened to the, uh, to the show before for a while, Ken and I have been making our way through the United States Constitution. And I found that to be a lot of fun. And Ken, I know you've had a lot of fun with that. And to this point, we've now made it uh, entirely through the first four articles of the Constitution. And so what we've been doing uh, is we going in one article, one section, one clause at a time, reading through this, and then offering commentary about what this is and what this means. And we continue to kind of go the rest of the way through. And so if you you haven't read the Constitution before, again, uh, there are seven articles to the Constitution. So we're we're what you know after after Article Five, Ken. You know we're going to be two just two away from the end of the original text. Uh, but of course, that doesn't mean we're going to be completely finished because, of course, there's been a few, <laughs> you know, a few, uh, a few amendments. We'll have uh, uh, 27 or so that we'll have to take a look at uh, and talk about, and we intend to do that as well. Uh, but yeah. so, Actually, Ken, you know, we're, we're on to Article Five today. So again, if if you're following along for the first time, you might want to go back listen to some of these others. But we encourage you to to join us here. Uh, and so, what we always start with is we just read the first, you know, the, read the language of the text. Article 5 itself is not particularly long, so I can read it in whole. And it says this. The Congress, whenever two-thirds of both houses shall deem it necessary, shall propose amendments to this Constitution, or on the application of the legislatures of two-thirds of the several states, shall call a convention for proposing amendments, which, in either case, shall be valid to all intents and purposes as part of this Constitution, when ratified by the legislatures of three-fourths of the several states, or by conventions in three-fourths thereof, as the one or the other mode of ratification may be proposed by the Congress, provided that no amendment which be made prior to the year 1808 shall in any manner affect the first and fourth clauses in the ninth section of the first article, and that no state without its content, uh, consent excuse me, shall be deprived of its equal suffrage in the Senate. Well, that's a, that's a mouthful at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, Ken, we were talking about this as we were kind of prepping and beforehand on the show. There, there, there haven't been a lot of constitutional uh, cases. There hasn't been a lot of Supreme Court cases dealing with Article 5 uh, of the Constitution because in part, and this is something we've talked about at the very beginning, we kind of overviewed the Constitution, you know. Our framers didn't necessarily envision a system in which we were going to become attached to a specific text, right? I mean, the idea was is that the Constitution was going to get changed, uh, maybe not every day, but but relatively frequently seems to be a lot of uh, of what you'd consider the framers' uh, view. 
And Article 5, in, in large part, is outlining that process in which you're going to uh, change that, uh, change the Constitution. Now, of course, it, it, it has a pretty high set of bars. And it's worth kind of sing, thinking about what those words actually mean, because Article 5 ends up having been used pretty sparingly, right? We've only had 27 amendments since the Constitution was adopted. And what you get here in Article 5 is requiring that Congress or a constitutional convention create and proposed changes to the Constitution, kind of a, a proposal phase. So Article 5 lays out a proposal phase and then this ratification phase. And so to this point, every amendment uh, has always been passed via Congress, meaning they've been the proposal of that. Now, we've actually interviewed some individuals on the show. Uh, most recently, I actually uh, uh, interviewed uh, a couple of groups that want to have changes to the Constitution. I guess not so recently, about a year ago now. Uh, and they wanted to go through that constitutional uh, convention process, but that's, that's never been used. Now, on the other side, you then have ratification, and Article 5 says that you can either have it through Congress or, quote, on application of two-thirds of the legislatures of the se uh, several states. Uh, and again, we've, we've just never done that, but you can have that be taken effect. Now, to this point, except for one, we've only ever used state legislatures, right? As a matter of fact, the 21st is the only one where we use state convent, uh, conventions, and that's when we had the, the repeal of prohibition. Now, the other thing that's kind of uh, unique, worth looking at, is to think about these constitutional amendments. They haven't come evenly over time, right? So the first 12, including the first 10, which is what we consider to be the Bill of Rights, are all added by 1804. And then we get uh, kind of a, a set of three that come together uh, in, in the wake of the Civil War. You get the 13th with outlaw slavery uh, in 1865. You get the 14th which is primarily about the equal protection uh, in 1868. And then you finally get the 15th, which ends racial discrimination in voting in 1870. And these all kind of have a benefit because of coming after the Civil War uh, and as a result of Reconstruction. And then you're going to have this huge period of time, 43 years, where you don't have any amendments to the Constitution. And then we get 16 through 19 from 1913 to 1920. And then we get seven more from 1920 to 1971, and that uh, one of those most recent really having to deal with the Vietnam War when it comes to lowering the voting age. Now, the most recent, or the 27th, it's, it's a weird one historically, because it's actually originally proposed uh, with the, the first 10 amendments as part of the Bill of Rights, uh, but it doesn't really get enough traction. It just gets ratified by about eh, six or so states but then kind of gets sidelined in the wake of the rest of those amendments. Uh, but since Article 5, you'll notice, doesn't say anything about kind of a, a cutoff period or a time period, what ends up happening is, is that slowly over time, you know, over 100 or so years, you end up having additional states adding to the ratification. And so finally, in 1992, uh, enough states ratify it to reach that three-quarters line necessary. It becomes the most recent in addition. And it also becomes the last amendment to the Constitution uh, uh, that we've had. Uh, and, and so, you know, I mean, one of the things that is oftentimes modernly said, I'm curious what your thoughts about this are, Ken, is, right, it's maybe too hard to amend the Constitution. And so there's kind of this debate 
that goes on among scholars and constitutional lawyers about, well, do we even need to really ratify the Constitution because we change its meaning in, in better and easier ways? Or is the ratification, or excuse me, the amendment process something that's kind of fundamentally important that we don't do often enough? Uh, that's kind of a flaw in the Constitution. So, so what do you think about Article 5? Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. Yeah, I, I think that's a flaw, um, but um, <laughs> I'll try to start. You covered so much ground. Um, the the uh, um, <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think in, in answering your question, I'll I'll uh, start by just summarizing a little bit of the ground that you already covered. It just I think the key point that you already made, but I just want to emphasize how key it is, is that um, it is the, it is very very difficult to amend the Constitution now. And you can see that because of the numbers that you just read, that the, to, to amend the Constitution generally, although there are some even harder alternative methods, but the, the normal and most commonplace method would be that you need to get a two-thirds vote in the House of Representatives and a two-thirds vote in the Senate just just to send text out to the states. And then right, just to propose also, it, yeah. Just to propose it. And then after you've got a three-quarter, or I'm sorry, a two-thirds vote in the House and a two-thirds vote in the Senate, which is not something we see, you know, a lot of a lot of bills getting or a lot of confirmations getting, um, then 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 there need to be three quarters of the states that need to ratify. So 38 states. Um and uh, and so that that means you know if if say particularly if small states are not on board with something, you know you know thir- the the it, it only takes thirteen states to to veto an amendment, and if if we're talking about something like the thirteen smallest states, we could be talking about five six seven percent of the American population capable of uh, uh, vetoing a, a constitutional amendment. So it really is very difficult, um, and it is interesting to think about. Um, you know, is that what the framers intended? Because after all, they gave us those numbers, but did they think it would be so difficult? You know, they they didn't they didn't anticipate the development of political parties, uh, or they hoped that there wouldn't be kind of extreme partisanship. And and right in their own time, um, they amended the Constitution ten and then an eleventh time. So the the first ten amendments came um, in 1791, just four years after Article five and the rest of the Constitution were ratified. Um, and then the 11th Amendment came just just seven years later. Um, so the the framers, although they had to deal with the same, you know, high numbers that we have to deal with, the exact same, you know, two thirds vote in the House, two thirds vote in the Senate, three quarters of the states, um, they were able to do quite a lot of amending of the Constitution within that within that scope because I think their their thinking was that there would be um, it, there would be things that were obvious improvements, and then enough people would agree that those were improvements that the people would amend the constitution. And it, it worked that way for a little while. But, um, you know, really once the modern political party system took root, uh, we've only really had a couple of waves of constitutional amendments, usually in fairly extraordinary um, circumstances, namely uh, the Civil War amendments and the World War One era um, amendments are really the only uh, spurts of significant uh, amending that we've had. 
I'm sorry to have to say it, but that ends the preview of this supporters exclusive episode with Ken and myself taking a look at Article 5 of the Constitution. As you can hear, we've been going through the Constitution one article, one section at a time, and we've got some more ground to cover, and we'd love for you to finish this conversation with the two of us. But to do that, you're going to have to become a supporter of the politics guys. And I, I hope you'll consider it. So just head to patreon.com slash politics guys. Again, that's patreon.com slash politics guys. Right there, you're going to find the way to become a supporter. You're going to have to be a supporter at that $5 level or higher to be getting the supporters midweek show. So again, head to patreon.com slash politics guys and you can hear the rest of the show with ken and myself as we go through the constitution and article 5 now it's not just this show that you get by becoming a politics guy supporter you get access potentially to all kinds of really cool things like our active politics guys discord group that i post to regularly i'd love to have a conversation with you mike would love to have a conversation with you there's all different kinds of gear and other benefits you have by becoming a member of the show. So again, if you head to patreon.com slash politics guys, you can find each of the supporter exclusive benefits right there waiting for you. Now, if you'd like to support the show in a different way, no worries. We've got you covered. You can support the show on Venmo where we're at politics guys. You can also do it through PayPal. All of those support links are, you better guessed it, right there in the show notes. So just head down there, scroll down there on your phone and click on the one of your choice. Or if you want to see everything, you can head to politicsguys.com slash support. Now, if you're just not in a financial position to get this show and, and this is something you'd really like to have, man, I get that. I've, I've got kiddos. I know what that's like. Please just shoot us some email at mail at politicsguys.com and we can get you set up. So whether you're a supporter or not, don't forget you can always rate this show. We would really love you for you to do that. But even again, more so than anything else, I'd love to have you join myself and Ken getting all those back episodes we've been going through the Constitution and all these upcoming episodes where we're going to be talking about the Constitution. I want you to be a part of that. So head to patreon.com slash politics, guys, and you're going to get all of that. Now, if you've got any kind of questions or comments or anything else you'd like to share, don't forget you can shoot that off to mail at politics politicsguys.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You're going to find all of those links in the show notes. The executive producers of the Politics Guys are incredible, and they are Bruce Johnson, Wilma Marino, Andra Masker, Daniel Toe, Ryan Beasley, and Don Oglesby. We'll be back with a full episode this weekend. I hope you'll join me and Ken then. <laughs>